It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Ding dong, the Dodgers are done, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Hello and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. I, of course, am your official Dodger hater, otherwise known as the mayor of PHNX, Derek Montia. This guy, he's impartial, but he secretly hates the Dodgers too. It's the one and only journalist of this podcast, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. 111 wins just doesn't get you what it used to. It huh, doesn't. Derek? It doesn't. In this economy? Yeah. Oh, my God. 111 <laughs> wins just doesn't get you what it used to. But, uh, yes, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Guys, we're elated. We couldn't be more excited. I, and I think there's a really good reason why, at least for me personally, as someone who not only covers the Arizona Diamondbacks but also roots for this team, what we saw was the Dodgers win a franchise record 111 wins, the most in Dodger history. Most wins in the National League since 1906. My God. It's been more than a right. century since a National League team has won that many games. But here's the thing is that not only – I feel like the Dodgers were very confident, foolishly confident, <laughs> maybe even arrogant – what makes you say that, Derek? This quote from Dave Roberts earlier this season. <laughs> that's what makes me think that. This quote from Dave Roberts. Oh, this says, was not during the season. This, this was, was before. No, it's this was two season. weeks yeah. before opening day. Two weeks before opening day, Dave Roberts says, we are winning the World Series in 2022. We are winning the World Series this year. Put it on record. Well, guess what, Dave? <laughs> that shit's on record, my friend. <laughs> Oh, why? Why would you even say something like this, Jesse? Why would you even I be? I don't know. With baseball being the way it can go with, I mean, you're just begging the baseball gods to do something to your team, have bad luck happen, injuries, whatever, when you come out with something as confident as that, right? But yeah. just why, with his experience, this man has coached this Dodgers team to to being the best team in National League and, and has seen them not win the World Series. I don't understand where this yeah. this arrogance came from earlier in the season. I think it's like a it's like a speak it into existence sort of a okay. sort of a situation, right. but but I I mean there are things that that you can say to your team, you know, <laughs> right. or or to uh, you know other coaches or front office staff or whatnot that you probably wouldn't put on record. Right. And I think Dave Roberts is maybe realizing right now. He demanded like, it. He said, put it on record. He wanted it on record. But also, do you think that Dave Roberts is necessarily like, do you think he regrets that comment now? Because honestly, I kind of doubt that I he know. does. I think he, from, from his standpoint, he probably thinks that like, 
if the Dodgers lose in the playoffs, they lose in the playoffs and they're going to get tons of hatred for it, no matter what he said before the season started. So maybe he just wanted to kind of instill confidence in his guys before the season started. And so he came out and, and made a comment like this. But to your point, we don't see a lot of major league managers say these kinds of things on record before the season started. And I think there's a, a pretty good reason for that. I, I think the idea there, you might be onto something like he's going to get that hate anyway. But I exactly. Just, I, I think in my opinion, what I've seen is like I've had the opportunity to see Tori Lavello uh, off the record. And it's my favorite thing in the world. I can't <laughs> tell you how much I enjoy talking to off the record Tori Lavello. He's a much more interesting person oh, than yeah, he comes yeah. across sometimes on the, the mic. Bomb, like so much. It's great. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the bigger thing there is Tori would say something to us off the record. Maybe maybe like this if he felt this way, but I don't think yeah. that he would be confident enough at any point for him to make it like part of his his you know uh, like pregame yeah. speech you know when he's talking you know pregame press conference everything like that right I've even talked to Brent Strom this year off the record Brent Strom kind of was always like uh, you know like he was always talking about like tempering expectations because it, it always felt like he knew something we didn't even when yeah. it come to guys like Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon right. Like, you could be like, these guys are just incredible right now. He's like, yeah, until teams figure them out. You know, he always, like, because of his experience, he knows that, like, yeah. it's there's there's always going to be that plateau for a guy that's having success or even maybe a regression, right? Uh, but another guy who was very confident in his team, not just Dave Roberts, but Freddie Freeman uh, on the Padres before the series started when asked about the Padres coming in hot, Freeman said they're hot. And we've been hot for seven months. That's a little arrogant, I think, as well. But I get where he's coming from, right? The Dodgers have been a good team all season long, and they would get these questions about facing off against teams that just happen to be on a roll when they're playing them. And the Dodgers have constantly had to kind of answer yeah. this question as the season's gone on. But in this case, the Padres, with an incredible five-run seventh inning, came back to beat the Dodgers and to advance to the NLCS against the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, you're welcome, Phillies, for me visiting your city and blessing you uh, with that extra good luck. <laughs> that's that's where that came from. <laughs> that, absolutely, absolutely. You're welcome, Fighting Phils. Uh, but uh, the people people are mad, Jesse. When we talk about the Dodgers losing, yeah, people are mad. And when I say people are mad, we've heard everything from calling the playoffs rigged to saying <laughs> that this was in favor of a team that was a lesser team somehow winning it, even though those teams, like we've talked about do have to you know face a wild card series before making it to this point they have more games the advantages that we laid out for the home teams for the for the higher seeds were there however as we talked about you know now what we're seeing is the lower seeds came in and took care of business in some of these uh, series we might see three out of four potentially be the lower seeds if the Cleveland Guardians can pull off yeah. the upset upset tonight at the Yankees but let's take a look at the updated brackets for the playoffs because as you can see uh, with the exception of the Astros, the Phillies, Padres, and now maybe even the Guardians snuck in. And these are all teams that were wildcard teams. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy what's happened. Um, I think Major League Baseball is recognizing the ramifications of expanding the playoffs and understanding that like, oh, <laughs> these teams really might win. <laughs> these teams really right. might. These teams that won, you know, 88 or 89 games or whatever the Phillies won this year really might beat a 100 team like the 100 win team like the Atlanta Braves like this is something that's going to happen and it's going to happen regularly in the postseason I don't personally have a problem with that I think there's a danger to expanding the playoffs too far I think 12 teams is is already uh 
probably as high as I would be willing to go personally. This was a blast, though. This was fun. Yeah, and I mean, we're absolutely. getting exactly out of it what you want from the expanded playoffs. Right. Expanded playoffs aren't fun if the lower teams just get squashed and the and the higher seeds advance anyway. Right. This is what it's all about. This is what baseball is about. Anybody can win any given series at any given time. I think it's the reason why changing it from the one game series was. That was an insult, right? When you talked about teams coming in and playing 162 games and then having their playoff destiny decided by one single game right. when you don't play one single game against the team all season long was absurd. The three-game series seems to work out nicely, and now you know it wasn't that much of a layoff because it is only a three-game series. But yeah. now what we are seeing is potentially the 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 fact that that layoff might might have been bad for some of these teams. I don't know what the answer there is, uh, but I liked the format. And so far, this has been a very memorable postseason, I feel like. And of course, the big reason why is because the Padres have now taken out the Dodgers. And like I alluded to earlier, as a Diamondbacks fan and supporter, this gives me hope, right? This is the exact <laughs> thing you want to see. Like, yes, your team uh, was 20 games back in, in the standings for the NL West. But when it came to getting the job done, the Padres took care of business against the Dodgers. Uh, and people are losing their fucking minds over it. Uh, there's an L.A. Times opinion article. Oh, I love Paul this. Thornton, and in the piece, Paul Thornton says he he wrote this in, in on an in an article. These are his words. These are real words. He said, "If there ever was a case for canceling the playoffs and awarding a championship to one team because it was so clearly better than all the others, the 2022 Los Angeles Dodgers would be it." <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out. This is ridiculous. What the hell is wrong with people, Jesse? There's a reason that we have the playoffs oh to, to decide these sorts of things. Uh, hello. Uh, the, the 2001 Seattle Mariners have entered the chat, by the way. The Seattle <laughs> Mariners. Ask them about winning 116 games and then going on to win the World Series. Oh, wait. You can't because they didn't. They got beat by the Yankees in the ALCS. And then we all know what happened in the World Series. Right. Thank you, Randy Johnson. There you go. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of which, the Mariners, who uh, happened to extend their playoffs by playing two games in a doubleheader back-to-back against the Astros, uh, really did everything they could to kind of hang around, but now they have been eliminated, as you saw. Uh, oh, two, two home games in one. That was, that was something else. I couldn't believe checking in on the score <laughs> of that game. 16 innings, 17 innings. It was just incredible. It got to a point where it was like, okay, even if the Mariners do win this game, they're not going to have any pitchers left for the next day. I have no idea how so, that next game was going to be. Yeah, take it's place, like right? Logan Gilbert has to throw a complete game. Otherwise, the Mariners are kind of sunk. And I mean, obviously, the Astros bullpen would have been kind of sunk, too. But right. they wouldn't have had their backs against the wall like the Mariners would right. have. Right. And the Astros so, do have a deeper bullpen, as we the saw. The Astros probably do have I a mean, slightly deeper bullpen. Yeah. I just don't know how you can't be excited about the future as a Mariners fan. Right. Yeah. Like that team. Is George so Kirby young. was so good in that game. And Logan Gilbert, like both of those guys, I want to say are 24 years old yeah, right now. Yeah, guys this age thrown out there. And yeah. Just dealing. That was crazy. It makes me feel so non-accomplished. Come on. Life. Come on. Like, look, look, you're already past your athlete phase and you're already in your journalist phase. You're advanced. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I'm like an old man at this point, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. But speaking of the bullpens, playoff bullpens have been on another level. Um it's just incredible. And I mean, the Diamondbacks, I, I think this just reiterates to us how far the Diamondbacks still have to go to compete with some of these teams, especially yeah. seeing some of these performances like the Astros versus Mariners game that went so long and required so much from the bullpen in order for those teams to keep that game scoreless for as long as they did. 
I just I, I sent out a meme from our account, like looking out the window at all of these hundred and two yeah. mile per hour fastballs being thrown in the strike zone by relievers. Uh, I don't know what that's like, and I don't know where the Diamondbacks are gonna. Uh, turn to find those kind of arms, but then Kevin Kevin exist. Gingle threw 98, and uh, Luis Frias did eclipse 100 miles an hour a couple of times. Yeah. I don't think those pitches were anywhere close to the strike zone. No, um, no, not at all. But yeah, it's pretty crazy uh, just watching some of these other postseason teams go in and have multiple guys that can throw 100 miles an hour or more. Watching Josh Hader in in that series. Just insane what that, was, that man yeah. is able to do with right. a baseball. And, and, and I mean, go up against the heart of the lineup like that. Like, yeah, Peter has had a difficult season, right? He, there's been a lot of criticism to the Padres for making that trade in the first place, right? Yeah, but he's which I don't up. like. I don't know if you can even really blame the Padres. Like, how are they supposed to know that Josh Hader, this guy who's basically been untouchable, was going to come over and suddenly not be able to really get outs anymore and walk a bunch of guys? But the he looks like his old self now. The criticism was essentially that they were trading one of the best, like the best closer in the game for the best closer in the game, and that wasn't necessary because they already had somebody. They already had know, a closer, right? Yeah. But I think what we're seeing is what they were hoping that they would get out of Josh Hader. They knew that this guy yeah. was uh, elite when it came to closing games, and maybe they didn't feel that way prior to acquiring him. Josh yeah. Hader just has playoff stuff, right? He does. Like, he has he the kind of does. stuff. And these are the kind of relievers that we're seeing perform well in the postseason. Yeah. It, it, you don't see a lot of finesse relievers in the playoffs having success. You don't see a lot of finesse relievers in the right. playoffs to begin with. But the kind of guys that the Diamondbacks have primarily relied on over the last 5, 10, 15 years, it feels like, those aren't the relievers that we're seeing having success in, in the MLB place in, in the MLB postseason right now. It's the guys who throw 100 miles an hour. It's the guys who, you know, occasionally maybe their command can be a little bit shaky, but it's it's the kind of stuff where even if you know what's coming, you still can't hit it yeah. anyway. And the, the D back, it's more almost more nerve wracking when have yeah. you ever played the show and, and you guess the pitch right and then you still don't hit it right? Like, how frustrating <laughs> is that when you knew a fastball low was coming and you still can't fucking hit it right? That's 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 exactly what's going on with a lot of these guys. And I think the biggest thing is that they're stepping up to the situation. Like, we yeah. talked about like Dre Jamison this year and you know the additional adrenaline from making his first major league start and stuff, getting him over sure. you know the velocity numbers that we've seen from him in the past in Reno, right? And that right now is almost what's happening with some of these relievers. Like you're seeing the best stuff from them all season long because these are big moments and the postseason is just yeah. The postseason even is Josh awesome. Hader, Josh Hader didn't used to throw 100 miles an hour, but in the playoffs, Josh Hader, Josh Hader throws every hour. Yeah, that's right. So. Um, Hater, haters gonna hate. Haters as, gonna hate. As my friend Jeff uh, ben said, Ben says the other I never day. doubted Hater would rebound. He also says he drank the Haterade. Uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> let this this go by uh, without acknowledging it. But someone in our comments, Pugs and Hugs, great name by the way. I love Pugs. <laughs> says our team may stink, but Chase Field is beautiful. At least that's a first. Uh, I have to admit, uh, we've been doing this show for over a year that's the first thing I think I've heard someone call it beautiful. But God bless you for doing so. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez's life, Jesse, isn't he? He's he's really a joy. He's yeah. just a joy to watch. And uh, watching Guardians fans show up to the game in like a full on SpongeBob onesie uh -huh. is really uh -huh. it's really great. It's fantastic. <laughs> and more than anything, uh, just the Cleveland Guardians are awesome. Uh, they are very very much a team that's been fun to watch. They have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. They have one of the youngest teams in baseball. Yeah. They have the youngest team in the playoffs. So you talk about the Mariners being encouraged.
But look at what these these Cleveland Guardians are doing against this New York Yankees juggernaut that yeah. spends all the money. I mean, with the Padres and the the Dodgers situation, that's good and all. Like, but the Padres are basically doing what the Dodgers are doing, so it's not much of as yeah. much of an upset yeah. as this is for. <laughs> and for it the doesn't Guardians. it doesn't inspire much hope for D backs fans. Right, it's like oh, go spend a wanna, bunch of money. Yeah, if you, you want to beat the two hundred and ninety million dollar <laughs> payroll team, go spend two hundred and seventy million. <laughs> Those aren't the exact numbers, but, but you, it's like you get you get the idea. It, it's not it's not a blueprint that the Diamondbacks are equipped to follow. Absolutely. Whereas what the Cleveland Guardians are doing right now is something that they absolutely are equipped to do. Yeah, they are, and that's one thing that the Diamondbacks still still have, right? I mean, we're going to answer some mailbag questions here shortly, but we're, we're you know the the rebuilding process for the Diamondbacks feels like it's so much further along than it was at the start of the season, and I think that's the important yeah. thing. We were hoping to see them rebound like this; they did. We were hoping to see them get back on track, but a team like the Guardians definitely, uh, and even the Braves, even though they got bounced, uh, these are teams that the Diamondbacks really need to pay attention to and hopefully structure their contracts and their team yeah. and their future uh, similar in a similar way, just so that way we can be good for a long time. Speaking of bullpens, by the way, the Dodgers scored one run in the series against the, the Padres bullpen, yeah. which just was incredible. Just yeah. was incredible. Bullpens, I mean, if you have multiple guys who can throw 100 miles an hour, that's I mean, that's really the benchmark for being ready for the playoffs in, in sure. terms of in terms of your bullpen. You need those kind of guys. And and the Padres had them and the Dodgers also sort of have them. But when push came to shove in those games, uh, the Padres were just able to to outperform some of those some of those names on the Dodgers that we've been hearing uh, for a very long time. And, and the Padres just came out and, and were better in those games. Well, from Alec Thomas robbing Joey Votto twice to Seth Beer's opening day walk-off, Jesse has you covered with his new piece on gophnx.com about the 10 most memorable moments from the 2022 season. I think he nailed it, to be honest. It's an incredible list, and I hope that you go check it out. If you're not a member already, sign up to become a member. Is that one locked, or did you leave it for free? It is It is locked. You're yeah, you're going to have, you're gonna have make to get sure he locks it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, go get a membership. That way you can read it. If you haven't gotten yourself just a membership. just making me out to be this evil he's a villain. villain. He's fucking awful. He's the worst. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesse, don't lock it. And he's like, I'm going to get that money, son. Uh, but anyway, check out that piece. Get yourself an annual membership. You'll get a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com of your choice, including the the good boy Cody back here uh, and all the wonderful t-shirts that we have to offer. Uh, if you get yourself a month to month membership, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get members only access to our discord members only invites to some of our events, as well as members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Be the best dressed fan in the Valley with our amazing liner shirts. And like, yeah, I wear these button up jobs all the time. I'm wearing this Eagly shirt, but when I'm not doing this show, I'm rocking PHNX gear all the time, and that's uh, that's no lie. That's not an ad read. That's just a that's a fact. That's a testimonial. But of course, if you're here right now in the YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here. We're sorry we're not the Coyotes show. We know we fooled some of you, and that was our hope. We're like, <laughs> let's get that Coyotes time slot. Maybe we can make some new friends. But uh, we thank you guys for being here. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live. When the Coyotes go live, they're going to be uh, you're de- <laughs> they're going to be here for you all season long. We promise. Uh, that that commercial that Leah and them did was incredible, by the way. And I'm very happy to have Pack Therapy <laughs> back. But of course, also if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, subscribe to us there. Leave us a five star review. We thank you so much for doing so, and we thank you so much for checking out our partners. Uh, I I had to tell my friends this weekend that I was I'm sorry to be doing ad reads live when I'm with them, but they were talking about buying tickets to something, and I was like. 
did you guys check game time? And they all looked at me and they were like, don't. And I was like, I'm gonna, because game time is the place to buy tickets last minute, especially if it's on Saturday or Friday. You want to go to the WWE show like my buddies did? Buy your tickets on game time. Get up to 60% off at the last minute. Procrastinators, my friend got, got uh, uh, he had a, a meeting and got canceled on him, so he wanted to go to the show last minute. Got his tickets 60% off over at game time. You can too. It's great for you procrastinators, for us, for everybody. Not only that, Get your tickets to sporting events, concerts, shows, whatever you're looking for over at Game Time. Um, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description and download the Game Time app now. Have it ready for whenever you need it on your phone or your smartphone or your iPhone or whatever you call your phone. I don't know if you call it phones anymore, but Jesse, <laughs> it's Monday. It is Monday. I know what we do. Uh, you guys know what we do. You know, every week is Shark Week here. Uh, you know, every day is Earth Day because we recycle. And of course, every Monday we go to the mailbag. Let's go. Mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right, uh, let's get to the first question, Leah. Josh Hunt asks, uh, Captain Caveman recently visited Philly. Jesse Friedman recently visited San Diego. Debate over which city is better to visit. Mm. Oh, wow, this is... So I, I don't know if I have to argue on behalf of the good folks of the city of Philadelphia because that's going to be hard for me. I am an island boy, and if you give me a beach, I'm happy, right? <laughs> that's all I need is a beach and alcohol and whatever. Even if it's a bad beach like the ones in Florida that I went to that were disgusting, I just sat on the beach and stared <laughs> at the gross water. But here's the thing. San Diego is San Diego. It's really hard to beat. I mean, I yeah. feel like it's one of the best places that you can take a vacation. Yeah. I feel like that ballpark is one of the best ballparks that you can go watch yeah, a game in. it really is. It's a, it's a great weekend. I'll say this about Philadelphia. I had a great time. Um, if you want, if you want your kids to get like a true educational experience while also going to see some, you know, postseason games, I love Philadelphia. It reminded me a lot of Washington DC where a lot of that, uh, like independence hall yeah. and the Liberty Bell. Very and stuff. historic. It's very historic. It's all close to each other. So it's a kind of, it was beautiful weather, very old. And I enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed my time in Philadelphia. We did all of the, touristy stuff we ran the rocky steps uh took pictures with the statue the whole bit right but again if you're asking me the much better time is getting drunk on the beach while i watch my daughter nearly drown <laughs> in the ocean so that's i'm gonna be hard to not take san diego yeah it's it's a tough it's a tough choice for me between those two um my dad is originally from philly so i've, oh, really? I've been there i've been there a number of times the city of brotherly love the right? city of brotherly love um you'll see more people smoking cigarettes than you've ever seen in your entire yeah, life yeah it's, it's kind of, i think it's kind of an east coast thing it, sort of it is um, but the cheesesteaks jesse i'd left out the cheesesteaks and i'd be remiss to leave yeah, out the yeah that's fair that's because, fair uh, the wawas and the cheesesteaks uh definitely deserve your consideration in this in this uh in this question i think philly just and maybe any local San Diego people get angry at me for this, but I think Philly just has more like culture, just like a more well-established identity as a city sort of just yeah. because it's been around for so long. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's something about that. Like there's something special about going to a city that's been around for a very, very long time where the roads don't make any sense whatsoever, <laughs> but you put yeah. up with it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's a fun city to walk around. It, I, I feel that. I feel that because that's how like Washington, D.C. I didn't think was going to uh, uh, like get the emotions out of me that it did. Right. Like sure. And Philadelphia is very, very similar. Right. It was just uh, it's an older city. All the architecture was beautiful. I was yeah. constantly stopping to take pictures of buildings and stuff that I had 
no idea even what yeah. they were. I was like, I don't know. This is cool, though. I'm taking pictures. Yeah. Right? So I don't exactly do that in San Diego, but again. San that's... Diego has like SeaWorld, too. Oh. Um, I, I believe that me and my family frequented the zoo in San Diego when I was growing up. And I do believe it's one of the best zoos that you'll find anywhere. And yeah, beaches in San Diego are also yeah. extraordinary. So they're very, very different. Yeah, I mean, they it's, are. it's they almost couldn't be more different. Yeah, they yeah. really couldn't be more yeah. different. Because um, San Diego is a true representation of a West Coast city. And Philadelphia yeah. is a very, very East Coast city. Like, And San Diego is like a vacation destination, yeah. right? Yeah, Whereas Philadelphia, true. like, I don't know if people are necessarily going to Philadelphia, like, just you know, for a weekend getaway or something. I like, wouldn't have if I wasn't required to by myself. Yeah, family. if Meg Ryan hadn't dragged you <laughs> along, I doubt you would have wound up there. So. But I had a great time. And I mean, again, he's from there too. So it was like great yeah. to go see where, uh, you know, like where he lived and things like that. You know, it was, uh, it was a special weekend to go. I, I did that in Syracuse and I visited like where my dad's restaurant used to be and sure. where we used to live. And I just couldn't And they believe. have seasons. They have like they have fall still, colors, was, Yeah, right? we were talking that, about that before we got on air. The trees were... I'm 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 an old man status now because I just I was like this is beautiful said it 45 times in the drive between. Uh, what else we got, Leah? Uh, Kyle Collins asks: Seeing how Valley sports are trending, Yotes living in Tank City, and Suns fighting for the championship, where do you see the D-backs headed next season in regards to this? Does it feel like the Cards and D-backs are in similar places? Young talent trying to reach the next level. Uh, I don't know if I would put it with the Cards. And the D-backs are in a similar place. I don't know about that. The cards feel a bit disjointed and broken and like they're still trying to figure some things <laughs> what, out. What makes you say that, Derek? Oh, yesterday's <laughs> game? I don't know. I mean, going to see my father who's in hospice who had nothing but terrible things to say about the Cardinals. Like, that's the first thing he said to me. I walk in the room. My dad's like, fucking Cardinals, you know. Like, But here's the thing is I will say uh, I feel like the Diamondbacks are in a completely different place than the Cardinals. I feel like the Cardinals – feel like they're closer than they actually are. And they're trying to add those big pieces to get them over the hump. You think they think they're think closer than they, they actually are? Because I don't feel like they've established a core, which is a step before no. where they're at. They're right now trying to add that D Hopkins or, you know, uh, Hollywood Brown, those guys that are supposed to get them, you know, that next level up, that free agent that's going right. to do that thing. And they've been doing that. They did that with J.J. Watt. They did that with Hopkins. You know, they've done it a couple of times. And I still don't feel like they have – their core figured out. I feel like the D-backs are much closer to figuring out their core now than they've ever been. And once they have that established, then they can really address what free agency needs they have to get them over the hump. I still feel like they're not there yet. I still feel like they have some positions that they need to lock up. Right. Uh, and maybe maybe that comes sometimes with that next step of going to the free agency and acquiring those pieces in order to make them a, a, a contender. But I really feel like the Diamondbacks are much further along because they're being maybe maybe more honest about their position than than the Cardinals yeah. might be. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, yeah, the Cardinals are a hot mess right now. Um, I believe our our Cardinals crew is is live right now talking about the trade. They just went live and they'll be live again at four because there's just so much going on today. They had to do two shows. That's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely check them out. They're they're <laughs> hardcore working overtime over there because they cover an insane football team that, yeah. that is really all over the place right now. We only but, cover 162 game season. That's yeah, they have yeah. 17 games. Right. Whatever. Yeah. They could do two shows in a day. <laughs> but yeah. I think that honestly, the D backs, I think are in a different position than any, every other 
professional team in the Valley. Yeah, I like, I like what um, Charles Woodall Pike just said. He said, the D-backs are probably closer to winning than anyone else in the Valley other than the Suns. Yeah. And that's it. And they're also, like, the D-backs are on the rise right now. Right. I don't know if, I don't think people are, like, frustrated with the D-backs. And I know the bullpen, I guess, was frustrating, right? But, like, coming into this the, year, you, you know didn't expect that the team was going to contend, and they didn't. But they they made, you know, significant strides over last season. So, I think the D-backs are still on the rise. They're young. They're kind of fun, right? They're fast. I think it's just a, a much more enjoyable product to watch right now than the Arizona Cardinals, who are supposed to be a lot better than yeah. they are. Yeah. The, the bar yeah. is set a lot higher for them with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and some of the other guys they have. Um, and they're just consistently underperforming where that bar is being set for them. I agree. I agree. And I think the one thing about the D-backs is, is that it is frustrating because they they should have even been further along, it feels like, right? The bullpen, yeah. we, we've talked about this. The bullpen wasn't going to be perfect. It's not like they were going to only lose 15 <laughs> games or something like that. But let's just say, you know, 10 games added to the win total for this season makes this season an incredible success yeah. versus it looking more like what we expected, right? Right. So, all right. Uh, what else do we got, Lee? Oh, Espo. You're going to have to carry this I'm going to have one. to do this one. All right. <laughs> Espo asks, which WWE wrestler would make the best MLB manager? All right. Uh, let me crack <laughs> knuckles on this. This is going to get deep. Uh, there's a couple of different ways I could go with this, so I'm going to go in all three directions. First, my first thought isn't a wrestler but a manager, and that's Paul Heyman. Uh, Paul Heyman, the uh, wise man for, of course, our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, would make an excellent manager. I think he's the best strategic mind in professional wrestling. Uh, he's a great character. And could you just imagine him managing a baseball team, standing on the top set, step in a baseball uniform, looking all devilishly at his team? It would be great. Uh, historically, I'm going to go with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Piper would be an incredible manager. Uh, Some not, wild names. He, Rowdy Rowdy Piper <laughs> was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, right? Um, but the thing about Piper was he was a bad guy most of the time. Like when I was a kid, he was in the cartoon that they had, like this – they had this cartoon where mm. there were good guys and bad guys, and they kind of got into hijinks and adventures like 80s cartoons usually did. But uh, I could only imagine the epic rants and arguments with an umpire that Piper would have. It would put Lou Pinella to shame. It would be incredible. Uh, he, would, he would literally be a madman. Modern-day wrestlers, I'm going with Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins, again, another strategic mind, crafty, uh, and I think he would do anything, to the, anything that it takes to win. We've seen him do that in the ring. Uh, I, I'd be remiss to not also say Sami Zayn. I'm how many, sorry, how many answers are you allowed four. to give on this I'm giving question? All of them. <laughs> giving you all your answers, like those four. I don't think Espo asked for your top five. I don't care. I'm giving it to him. All right. What else we got? Oh wait, that's all. That's that's our next question. No, go ahead, throw that one up. Let's do that Let's one. Let's do it. Let's all do right. it. Brandon Buckingham <laughs> asks: Rank three offseason positions to target players of fit. Yes, I know Jesse Freeman wrote that article already. So I guess this one's for you. What do you think? <laughs> I let's, mean, let's, what, let's let's do top three, though. What do you think are the top three needs? Do you think all three are bullpen related? Third <laughs> base is out there. What do you think they're targeting? I mean, number one has got to be the bullpen, right? I don't think there's I don't think there's really any questions about that. Um, Mike Hazen did mention in his presser on the last uh, on the day of final media availability that he thinks the D-backs can never have too much starting pitching. And that's a message that Mike Hazen has been preaching for Years and years and years. Absolutely. Um, and I think especially after what we saw in 2021, uh, he learned he learned his lesson the hard way, right? The D-backs <laughs> came into that year not having the starting pitching depth that they needed, and it 
it had a very, very uh, difficult result for them, right? It did not end well for them uh, when a lot of those starting pitchers went down. So starting pitching is definitely going to be in there as well. Um, I've sort of hypothesized that third base is something that they'll look at. Mike Hazen did not mention third base as a need. Um, I know we we talked about Evan Longoria and his interest in, in joining the D-backs. Uh, we don't really know yet if, if that's something that they're interested in. I think it's something they could at least look at. Uh, just given that Josh Rojas didn't seem like an ideal fit for the position. Emmanuel Rivera is not a well-established major leaguer at this point. Um, so I think it's it's something that they could at least consider. Um, and Mike Hazen also mentioned catcher at one point during that during that press conference as something the D-backs might look, uh, might look to target. So yeah, we'll I, don't, I don't think Carson Kelly's job is 100% secured at all. Um, but yeah, no, I think definitely third base and, and bullpen uh, is, is the direction I see them leaning. And I mean, even the third baseman is kind of it's it's adequate, right? I think they're in a better position than they were to start twenty the twenty twenty two season. But. Yeah, Emmanuel Rivera was pretty good. Like, yeah. all things considered, I don't think the Diamondbacks expected Emmanuel Rivera to be as good as he was. So, um, I don't know if he's a long term third base solution yet at this point, but. I think it's worth giving him a look and, and giving him some pretty regular reps. The other thing we should mention is just a right-handed bat in general. Uh, Mike Hazen did talk about how the D-backs are a little bit overly left-handed, which is a secret to no one. Um, <laughs> they've had many lineups throughout the year where there were literally no right-handed hitters in in the lineup one through nine. Oh so uh, I think that's something that they should probably look at as well. Gabriel in the comments just said Justin Turner, one-year $15 million deal. Justin Turner's old, man. I know. That's that's what makes him a perfect fit for picking this team, picking him up, right? I, I don't hate talking it. about Evan Longoria, Jesse. Come yeah, on, no, right? I, I don't hate it. I mean, Justin Turner has aged extraordinarily well. Yeah. Um, he's been in his 30s for his entire prime which is wild <laughs> i don't really know how you do that no, I don't uh but yeah justin turner has he'd still had a pretty good year for the dodgers i want to say he's coming up on 38 years old uh which is yeah i mean he and evan longoria are pretty much the same age at this point so uh if you'd consider one you'd maybe consider the other why not uh right now Get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you haven't done so done so already. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team, and you will get $200 in free bets should your team win. Uh, also, DraftKings has the stepped-up same-game parlays we've been talking about all season long. For every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. Uh, with payouts bigger than ever, why, why even have another app on your phone? Get the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook app now. And to make things even sweeter, they're offering the stepped-up same-game parlays all season long. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, one per game day, all season long. Uh, it's this simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. Also, cheers to our friends at the Four Peaks Brewing Company. Of course, we've got some amazing events coming up with them uh, this season, this fall, all season long. Uh, but stay tuned for more information about that. In the meantime, there's not much time left to enjoy spooky season over at the A Street Pub. So make sure to get down on the Haunted Brewery Tours. Yeah, four weeks. Monday through Wednesday, two tours <laughs> per night. Uh, must be 21 years or older to enjoy these wonderful beers, wherever you get them, uh, and enjoy responsibly. Uh, can we get some more mailbag? Well, before we go on to the more mailbag questions, let's put Ben's question from the chat up real fast. Uh, shout out to Isaiah Chavez in the comments. Hello, sir. Glad to have you with us. Uh, and Ben says, not to stir the pot, but what about a better defensive second baseman and having Cattell DH full-time? Yes, having Cattell DH full-time. I think that's that's something they really might have to look at as a possibility for next year. But what happened? Like, wasn't Cattell good know. at second base? 
Last year, his defensive metrics weren't good in center field. He didn't play much second base. The metrics weren't great there, but it was such a small sample size. But you're right. Cattell Marte a few years ago was a pretty good second base. That's baseman. what I'm saying. So, like, it's kind of wild. And I wonder if injuries have hampered him to the point where he can't get back there. Sometimes yeah. that's it, right? I mean, especially if you talk about uh, explosiveness, right? You have a hamstring injury that doesn't go away. It's hard for you to be explosive to catch, you know, to get those fly balls yeah. that are coming at you, the screamers to the left, to the right, things like that. Like he just didn't move well. It, it just it looked well. like yeah. it looked like his athleticism as a whole just took a step back, which I, I do think the hamstring could play a role in that. But I don't know. I mean, Cattell Marte is not that old. Um, he's still in his 20s. He should still be in a spot where, you know, I mean, if the injuries are that bad, then he probably shouldn't be playing in the first place. Uh, You want him to be able to play second base, especially after giving him the contract that the Diamondbacks just did. You don't want to have him, you know, DH for for the next four years or or whatever. So um, I think they're in a tough spot with Cattell. They need his bat to come back and... um, that the defense is something they really could use as well. It's yeah. it's tough using him in a DH spot and not being able to use that spot for other guys. All right. What's our next mailbag question? Ah, Chris says, throwing it back to a previous show discussion topic, home field advantage. Do home teams in baseball have an advantage without field familiarity, anticipating caroms and such? I definitely agree with that. That's one thing I've been yeah. really impressed with with this young outfield is that they adapted so quickly to the weird – characteristics of chase field and that's definitely uh, an advantage i think especially when you talk about some ballparks in baseball some outfields are way more straightforward others like the diamondbacks boston red sox even san diego padres ballpark they do have weird or oracle park Park. it's kind of a mess yeah oracle is (laughs) absolutely a mess doors windows sheds whatever (laughs) garages you know it's got everything it's like one of the clubs that uh they talk about on snl but, uh, of course, you know, you, you do also have what we've seen in this postseason, right? Yes, we've talked about the bottom, batting at the bottom of the inning, but the crowds have been electric in the postseason, and I think that's another thing to be said about having home field advantage. What's odd is, is so far, except for the Astros, it really hasn't mattered because the uh, teams that didn't have home field advantage have advanced, and now we see the Guardians pushing the Yankees to a game five tonight. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how this, how this turns out for them. I do think like once you've made your rounds like in your division, you probably get pretty comfortable with with the ballparks there. Um, You know, we saw Alec Thomas rob a homer in Coors Field, which is a a really big outfield uh, to patrol. But I do think like once you've been an outfielder for a team for a while, at least the ballparks in your division, you probably feel a similar level of of comfort there. And that was the point of playing 162 games and most of them against your division. I mean, almost all of them at one point were against your division. right? So it's like. The, the, the idea there was that the entire season was a playoff and you got to be so familiar with each other that by the time the playoffs came around, if you were playing each other, yes, there's a there, there that familiarity is there. Yeah. Uh, Mark Graves in the comments says, I'm a Giants fan. Would you give Mad Bum and McCarthy for a prospect? That's an oh, awful gosh. question. That's an awful <laughs> question because I, I like I know where he's going with that. And it's like to unload Mad Bum's contract, would we give up somebody that oh, we coveted? Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> nope. Not I mean not Jake McCarthy. No, that's, you can't have Jake that's McCarthy. That's for sure. Um you can have Josh Rojas. I mean, do you really think that by getting <laughs> off of Madison Bumgarner's contract, you're going to get an asset like Jake McCarthy no. with that money? No, you're like basically you going to get Mad Bum for nothing is what you're most likely going to You can't get. go out. And, I mean, 
yeah, Mad Bum's going to make $37 million over the next two years. You can't go get Jake McCarthy with $37 million. Nope. You can't go get a player like that for nope. $37 million. Jake McCarthy is 25 years old, right? Those guys aren't on the free agent market to begin with. Correct. So um, I could see the D-backs moving Bumgarner. I do think there's there's a way for them to do that, but I think it involves them eating a lot of the money um, rather than packaging some sort of a prospect in in the deal. We've already seen that with Bronson Arroyo, and yes, Tuki Tucson is, is not a superstar in this game at this point, but he's still he's still thrown pretty well and still has some potential. I don't think that's a road the team wants to go down again. All right. What else we got, Liam? Uh, Don's Bread asks, you got hired to cast the next James Bond and it comes down to the final two people and you can only choose one. Who would you choose? Josh Rojas or Mad Bum. <laughs> we know you're where you're going with this. I love that Don's Bread just, just narrows it down to Rojas yeah, and like Mad Bum for us. Yeah, like you're already doing that for us. I appreciate it because you knew that's where we were going. But um, I, if I could, if I could, I hate to do this because I know there's rules to this question, but uh, Alec Thomas would be an incredible James Bond. I, I could see that. I, just, I could see that. He's very dashing. He's very charismatic. He's got... Uh, a debonair uh, heir to him. You know, he's our young king, right? So, of course, that's where I'm going to go. Uh, let's let's take a step back, though, and say Josh Rojas or Mad Bum. Now, probably, probably isn't Rojas. Mad Bum more of a cue at this point in his life? Isn't he more of a, like, the boss giving out? Like, yeah, I'm not seeing fair. Mad Bum in a tuxedo uh, blow up a limousine <laughs> while parachuting out of it and, you know, saving a person. Like, Maybe he'd be the one. On he'd be the one calling the shots or yeah, like playing I mean, some other role like in the situation. Matt, Matt Bum yeah. would be the villain, right? Like Matt Bum. <laughs> I was about to say villain. Yeah, he would be the one that tied Josh Rojas to a table and tried to <laughs> cut him in half with a laser. Oh my god! Right? I'm just saying that's we're talking James Bond. Josh Rojas is definitely my Bond in this situation for yeah, sure. I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, Gabriel says James James Bond needs sex appeal. Rojas has sex appeal, according to all the ladies in the stands yelling at us. <laughs> oh my gosh! Sure. <laughs> I hear you. Anyway, <laughs> we got any more, Leah? Got one more. All right. Kyle Collins says, what are your top three favorite baseball movies in no particular order? He goes Field of Dreams, Major League, and Moneyball. Those are excellent choices except Field of Dreams. It's a garbage movie, and don't even get me started on it. Uh, <laughs> is I'm it not worthy of the uh, notoriety? No, that they Field give of Dreams is absolutely fucking not worth the notoriety. It's not, I, it's not a good movie. It doesn't have a high replay value. It just isn't entertaining to me to watch it. I don't like Field of Dreams. I'm getting some looks in here like I'm crazy, and I know this is a baseball podcast, but Jesse, I'm going to let you start since I know your uh, options are going to be limited here potentially. <laughs> yeah, so Moneyball is the one of the three that I've yeah. seen. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, over the off season, we'll do a full on uh, a full on baseball movie yeah, thing where yeah, I yeah, go in sure. and actually watch all of these things because it's honestly a crime I haven't seen them. But Moneyball is fantastic. Yeah, I can I can attest to that. What about you? Got two more, or is, is Moneyball it? You have two more baseball movies that you've seen that you like, or no? Um, two more. Oh, you just want me to give like yeah, the top that, three yes, top from three. what yeah, I've seen? Yeah, yes, top three. Um, does Angels in the Outfield yes, count Angels as a baseball movie? Okay, <laughs> Angels, <laughs> Angels in the Outfield was. I mean, honestly, it's a very cringy movie. Uh-huh. Um, and I haven't seen it in years. Um, and Saul is utterly distressed yeah. at, at the thought of <laughs> the, that the movie. Look of disgust on Saul's face right now says it all. Uh, the you gotta rookie, realize it's a limited amount. There's a limited amount. What, what else? The rookie is also a great baseball the rookie? movie. Is yeah. that with Brendan Fraser? The rookie. You think I'm gonna know the actor oh in that God, movie? Come on, Derek. Like 
Uh, I'm going here. Okay. I'm going first the Sandlot because I can't not go the Sandlot. Okay. I, you know, it's the Sandlot. Uh, Little Big League is one of the most underrated baseball movies mm. ever. Little Big League is so weird because it's like labeled a kid's movie. But it's just slightly too advanced baseball wise for kids to really like get it. Like <laughs> sure. it comes down to like Randy Johnson and Ken Griffey Jr. being the villains of the movie, and they're actually in the movie. If you haven't seen Little Big League, you have to see that movie. It's fantastic. Uh, last one I'm going with is A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. Uh, I went to see that like when it came out in the movie theater. I saw it twice in the theater, and I was like ten. So that it's uh, or eleven. I don't know how old I was. I was pretty young though. So little big league is what I'm going with. Saw what are your three? What are you doing? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, Mark Cooper said the natural, and the natural to me is the same as um, uh, um, Field of Dreams. Uh-huh. I think that is just an overrated. Awful, awful movie. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I mean, baseball movies can tend to be that. I like. I don't know. I that's why I like fun kids' movies. <laughs> Le- kind of more League of Their Own. Yeah, yes. next level. Love yeah, it. Major love Major League. The original Major League. Is, the original is, Major League is it. Yeah, is it. And for then sure. uh, the Sandlot. Love it. Those are the three for me. Yeah, uh, I love Moneyball. I actually do kind of like Field of Dreams uh, mm. because I mean, if you're going to talk about the you know, baseball and that, you know, everybody loves to smell their own farts in baseball, right? Yeah, right, like, it's right. Just, like, and that's what Field of Dreams is. Like, oh, let's bring back these crusty fucks in the, in the corn. And, uh, you know, for a night. yeah, that's it. That's it. You know what I mean? So, uh, but other than that, it. Jesse, you're dead to me. Uh, <laughs> well, that was a given. So yeah, we knew that already. Uh, little big league or no, uh, major league. I went to see major league when I was entirely too young to see it. And what was funny was, I, I've told this story. I'm probably on this show before. I went with my friend and his mom. So there's the scene where they undress the manager, like the standee, and I couldn't bear the embarrassment of sitting next to my friend's mom while they showed a naked lady on screen. So I literally excused myself and went and sat in the back of the theater and watched the scene play out. So I wasn't missing it, but I also wasn't going to sit next to my friend's mom and watch it. Uh, we thank you guys so much, of course, for being here and for checking out all of our sponsors. Uh, of course, we've been talking about OGs and their wonderful gummies. But wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. Did you just say you went to the back of a movie theater to watch somebody get undressed? Yes. Yeah, I did openly admit that. Yes. Uh, no shame in my game. I, again, when, when did that movie come out? I was like 12 years old. Like I was, it was weird, but I don't care. I was, I, like I said, I wasn't missing that scene. I also wasn't sitting next to my friend's mom while that happened. Uh, anyway, of course, OGs, we talked about their sleep edition gummy. It's my favorite thing. I was bragging about falling asleep at 830 last night. Thanks to our friends at OGs. Get the best night's sleep that you can with their new Sleep Edition gummy. Uh, it's flavored as Aqua Berry flavors. Shout out to Aquaman for farm, farming those. But, of course, uh, their 2 to 1 THC to CBN gummy ratio is all about uh, not only making you fall asleep but helping you stay asleep. And that's the best part about it. Uh, not only that, but they have a wide variety of doses, uh, indica strains, sativa strains, as well as flavors. They're all about flavoring life and flavoring your dreams over at OGsBrands.com. Or on Instagram at OG's Brands can find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, and a shout out again to our friends at More Furniture. We are living the high life here at the PHNX Studios. Thanks to all the wonderful furnishings that we have from our friends at More Furniture. And you can spruce up your home with the More Furniture Fall Sale at morefurniture.com. Right now, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Come on, get yourself a new living room set, then you get yourself some of these awesome uh, recliners that we got in here. It's a wonderful way to spend the the highlight of the sports season. Not to say, you know, of course, we don't want to take away from baseball's regular season, but between the postseason, hockey being back, football, 
uh, basketball starting at the end of the, the month. This is a great month for sports and make sure you're ready for it. Basketball starts this week. This week. Yeah, this Wednesday week, the Suns play Let's their go. first crazy. game. Let's go. Uh, but of course, we thank you guys again for being here, for joining us. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed your brunch along with us. And this is where we'll be uh, for the offseason. So that way we can maybe make it out and see some more uh, Arizona Fall League games. So you should do that too. Uh, follow us until then on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. It is a Cleveland Guardian stand account now, by the way. It is. And of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. Okay, I have, I have two more baseball movies before we go. Let's go. All right, you ready for this? Yep. Um, all right, so one baseball movie we didn't mention is 42. Which is oh, 42. Outstanding, out, genuinely outstanding baseball Genuinely movie. one of those movies that I loved and that I kind of forget about because it's like... I, it I'm doesn't really in- feel like it's a bait. Like it's about much more important things than just baseball yeah, right at the end right of the right, day. right. So. you're right and i mean i i get stuck in the 90s too with a lot of my baseball movies i That's won't lie fair. about that but <laughs> i think it's because like you said like the if, if it doesn't have a montage of a baseball team playing a season as it progresses <laughs> in the movie i don't really acknowledge it but let's go what else I mean, you harrison ford's in 42 Doesn't That's that, right. like make That's you feel right. more no, at home I mean, yeah. um all right and then airbud is the other there's, I'm, there's a i'm telling saul <laughs> saul saul come back in here you said airbud anyway all right well, thank you i guys didn't so say much. it was good uh, i just said it just was a baseball it. movie you just and, it, and it. it exists and i don't really remember that uh, much about it except that it was probably corny as heck he and horrible bud. he said Air so bud. i it's Look, a baseball movie and I, i've seen it so uh, it warrants mentioning yeah, Derek. that's what i'm saying like i loved rookie of the year when i was a kid then i watched it as a as an adult and i was like <laughs> his tendons he'll do his bone get the fuck out of here with this movie what is this shit uh anyway thank you guys again for joining us uh remember all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook uh we enjoy you guys being here and of course uh, on behalf of jesse lee and myself we appreciate your time remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you watch movies that aren't field of dreams <laughs> don't watch it